Hey, it's Heather, and in this episode of Not Just Heather's, we are joined by Zachary Jackson, or Zach, as I like to call him, from Geeks Rising, and I hope that you enjoy hearing his stories from his journey. Hey, Zach, thank you for joining me. It's great to have you here, but also thank you for your support prior to this launching, because when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, this has actually come to fruition a lot quicker because of your support. And when you've got support, it's amazing the motivation that comes from that. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. And uh, it's always fun to support people in their endeavors. (laughs) (laughs) I think that our connections kind of come about from Geeks Rising. And the last couple of years, really, we've been in contact fairly frequently, like from when I joined Geeks Rising. And you're part of On The Subject, which is a podcast about film And I've been able to join you a few times and you guys have joined me for the Sunshine Summit, which is really exciting. But how did you come to be a part of On The Subject? Well, so this goes back to, I can't remember if it was like five or six years ago. I lost track of time at this point. But uh, uh, our other co-host on On The Subject, Malcolm, we just talked about making our own podcast a while ago where we just wanted to talk about like pop culture type things like comics movies and tv shows then we did that for a little while it was called culture popped and then uh we took a break for a little bit and then we decided to start up again and as we were deciding to start up again logan contacted us uh and asked if we wanted to like combine to for like a new season of his his previous podcast paper robots Mm -hmm. we did that for a little bit and then we eventually just turned that into on the subject to make it a more focused effort and so we've been doing that for the last couple years yeah i love that (laughs) because i used to listen to the paper robots before and i love that it came together to become on the subject you guys are amazing in what you share you pick a film to cover and you do series sometimes like the tv series to film that i got to join you for serenity for which was awesome yeah it's it's always (laughs) fun to have you on there (laughs) thank you logan is funny like that too in a way because he was one who messaged me about, hey, I've got an idea of a thing that you should do. <laughs> and that's how this podcast came to be, was kind of yeah, a culmination awesome. of his idea with something I'd already been planning uh, in the works. So that's really neat to have a similar story. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's awesome. Before Malcolm and I started Culture Pop, Logan had us on Paper Robots to like endorse it before it started, which was cool. <laughs> oh, nice. He yeah. is super supportive like that. He does a lot of things. Um, I remember watching a live stream he did with Jason Pittman when he was launching his comic, even The Wolf of Caleb. But that's a story for oh, another yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. In terms of like connections and things, you've got another connection with Logan in that he made a podcast called Stuck Listening, and you were able to be a part of help make one of those episodes. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was a, uh, I'm trying to remember the exact name of the episode, but it was like a, a detective drama. But like a parody of that. <laughs> and so you wrote that episode? Yes, I wrote it. Uh, and then I sent it over to Logan and Cody where they they did all like the production stuff for it. They read for the characters and then they made like music for it and stuff. It was really cool. <laughs> That's a great project. And it's fun when we can be involved in other creative projects with each other. I've loved that too, like how we've done our Geeks Rising live streams. Yeah. And I've been in talks with Logan and Cody to make or to, to write new episodes for their season two. I just got to get to it. I've got some ideas. I just got to figure out how to turn them into funny ideas. 
I'm looking forward to those. Yeah. The the episode I wrote for season one is called Solomon Justice, Hard Crimes and Hard Times. Nice. And I, I listened to a bunch of radio plays and stuff, which I had done before. And then I just went back and to try and figure out like the format of it because it's very different from like a screenplay. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure how long to make it because I didn't know like what each page would translate like into time for a screenplay the rule of thumb it's like one page for one minute which is usually wrong (laughs) but but, uh i can't remember how many pages this one was but it came out to about like 10 minutes or something i think or 15 minutes with like the included uh intro and outro yeah yeah it was a lot of fun that was one of my favorite things i worked on uh last year nice (laughs) i'm glad they liked it yeah and i enjoyed listening (laughs) (laughs) it's <laughs> good i like your episode that you, you were on <laughs> man that was the most interesting experience i've not really recorded without the other person before that's not quite true i did a voiceover for a christmas special for the gunna geek network but i've <laughs> not really had that thing where you have to just record the dialogue without anyone else to bounce off of and they did a really good job putting it in and and playing off of what i said <laughs> yeah, yeah it was great <laughs> thanks it's gonna be sh- just awkward. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how. I should have asked more questions. I think that's the thing I learned from that was to ask more questions and get more direction. And I think maybe the other thing to do, to do if someone was in that situation would be to, to record different takes of the same line. It's probably what people do, but I haven't gone into voice acting. <laughs> yeah, I feel. I feel like voice acting is even harder than regular acting because, like, I'll watch things where, uh, like, f- like regular celebrities will be doing voices and they just aren't good at it because they're not used to it. I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> so I feel like it's gonna be super difficult just in general. Yeah, I think if you have the scene setting and props and all other physical things to help you, is totally different experience to recording in like a, a recording booth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I remember the first time I found out that uh, most of the actors on a, a, a animated movie don't meet each other. Yeah, like blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they didn't know each other till like the release of the film <laughs> when they're all doing the interviews and premiere stuff, yeah. getting together for photos. Oh, hey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I found that out when uh, Shrek came out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's stuck with me ever since <laughs> it's funny i didn't realize on the note of that though people who do like voiceover stuff i didn't know how much alan tudyk did as an actor and voice actor because he's been in so much stuff beyond what i knew him in oh i know it's crazy discovered while talking to you <laughs> yeah, yeah. i want to ask like an actor like if it's easier or more difficult <laughs> i think you put it well though he's a prolific actor yeah he's, he's got a good voice too <laughs> yeah what blew my mind was that he did multiple parts in Moana, like in that film that I didn't realize. I didn't know that until you told me. Like I, I just knew he did the chicken. <laughs> yeah. So he was the chicken and the old guy who wanted to eat the chicken and the guy getting a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, though, yourself have a love of film and a huge depth of knowledge. And I think if anyone tried to take you on in a trivia challenge, God help them. <laughs> 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 no. But it would be a lot of fun. You know lots of stuff and you're really passionate about it. So what are films for you? Films for me are, I guess they're m- multiple things. I guess they're 
an escapist thing, which which I think they are for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But it's also they're also just like a great way to express your, yourself. Like like part of why I like it, and like I always want to to make films, or like I've always dreamed to make films, is because I like I, ever since I was a kid, like I've had like a stutter, and it's hard for me to talk to some people until I get very comfortable with them. I just get very shy, but then like films are a way for me to show what I I like and what I want to tell people without actually talking. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a very creative form of expression, and there's a lot that goes into all of that, like the writing of the script and video production and everything. So you share that passion through the on the subject podcast. Really, you can hear it uh, and your knowledge that comes out and the things that you share as you guys talk. It blows my mind. Like I. I can't review films the way that you do. I just sit and watch them, really. And I'm like, "Mm, that was nice. (laughs) (laughs) But when you're making podcasts and wanting to work on film production or video production or anything, what inspires you? Uh, I guess, like, two things really inspire me. uh, One is just, like, my day-to-day life, like, interactions with people. And just, like, I'll just get little ideas from hearing people talk about things that happen within their life or just even just like it, it doesn't even have to be like within their life, just things that they talk about in general. And then l- listening to music r- really inspires me. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just l- listen to whatever and I'll start getting just uh, like visuals in my head. And then like, I want to film those and <laughs> turn those into things that I can show other people. Awesome. Do you record those anywhere? Like, do you have a notebook or anything that you've jot them down in to remember what you've been inspired by yes on my phone I've, I've got like just pages and pages of memos nice and then uh, on my computer i've also got just like notes all over the place that's like the messiest thing but <laughs> and i've got i've got like a moleskin note notepad somewhere i've got a bunch of ideas in there and ever since i was a kid like in high school i would just write in notebooks like just ideas for like uh cartoons is what i was really into but i feel like i really like like anime concept (laughs) and i have like multiple notebooks just full like back to front of just characters plots uh episode ideas like storylines it's yeah (laughs) i've been doing that for like a long time that is awesome and that you've kept them yeah i was happy to find them again in my most recent move because i thought i lost them but they're just in a box just tucked away (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Like the bonus of moving. Moving is tricky and a lot of work, but you come across some gems sometimes and you found the journals that you had. That's so cool. Yeah, definite highlight of moving. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, then you say you've got lots of notes from things that inspire you, which is really cool. And have you used them to draw on anything that you've created so far or are they still just projects that are there waiting to be tackled or approached? It's a, a mix of both, I guess. Mm-hmm. I haven't made anything like uh, too big since the end of 2019 when I made like a, sh- a short film, and then obviously 2020 was this whole problem, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just being closed away and all that. But uh, I used an idea that, for that that I got like a, a long time ago, which is one of the ideas in my phone notes, and uh, and like I've done just like. Even if I can't do like a video, sometimes I'll just try and do like outlines or uh, like storyboards Mm -hmm. of ideas that 
that I have written down. And most recently I've written a, or started to write a screenplay for this Western idea that I've had for more than 10 years now. Wow. And you know what? I have loved seeing your updates on how much you've written. It's just so exciting to see your progress, like not physically see your progress, but the, the <laughs> word count, whatever you're up to. Yeah. It's very awesome. And I'm definitely here cheering you on for that process. I definitely appreciate that. I, I've hit like a little roadblock, but that was because I had computer problems, but now I'm able to get back to it. So I hope I can do, do that again starting this week if I get some uh, like motivation. <laughs> yeah, that's really tricky when the tech kind of holds you up on something. And I know that building a whole new computer is a big thing. And sometimes that doesn't go. <laughs> to plan, but it's good when we yeah. can get them finally sorted. Do you have like a routine for when you're writing that screenplay? Like, do you set aside specific time or do you just do it when you have like a creative spark? I try and like, I'll, I'll start when I have a creative spark, but then I set a timer for myself to make my, make sure I write for at least that long. Nice. And uh, I won't stop until it goes up. And, and, but most of the time I go past the timer. <laughs> I, I usually set for about... 60 to 90 minutes. Cool. I've wanted to write a book and I've said that for many years and I slowly add to it kind of <laughs> over time, but I don't make a habit of sitting down and just writing at the same time or for a set amount of time. And I think that might be quite handy if, like you say, to set a timer and keep yourself to it and be in the flow and maximize that while you've got it. Yeah. And then every once in a while, like if, if I'm not feeling that creative, Mm-hmm. I'll still try and sit down to start writing or something, but I'll I'll put on some of like my favorite music or something to get flowing, and then I'll at least write something, even though it's not like something I plan on using. It's good to just get started. Yeah, absolutely. A while ago, for conversations with creators, which is another podcast where you Logan got to talk to creators and hear from them Uh, you interviewed felicia day and she published a book embrace your weird and i loved that book because it had creative prompts in it that helped really get me out of a funk and if for example you're stuck um and a bit of a roadblock just making time to write something like you said even if you're not going to use it just helps keep that that flow going and if you can't do that on your own then maybe look for something with prompts yeah yeah Prompts are always like a fun way to, to like start the process. Yeah. <laughs> so in all of this, how do you prepare for on the subject specifically? So before each series, Logan, Malcolm and I, we discuss what it'll be about and what the general theory is, I guess, of each subject. Mm-hmm. So we have like um, something to build off of from the beginning, like like our our current series right now is movies based off TV shows. And our, our main thing that we want to talk about is if it helps uh, the series in the long run, like if the addition of the movie helps mm-hmm. or like if it builds off of it in a constructive way, or if it's just like a boring money grab or something like that. And so what I usually do is we'll, I'll, watch the movie at least once and i'll take notes while i'm watching and if i really enjoy it i'll watch it again just for fun and i can absorb it a little bit better yeah and for the most part i feel like i've seen most of these movies before that we've done 
except for like our previous series on Joseph Gordon-Levitt. There's a bunch of his I'd never seen. It's interesting, but it's hard to pay attention to the movie while writing notes, mm-hmm. which is why I tr- which is why I tr- try and give it a second viewing if I can. And then uh, after that, like I'll just do some some research on the production process and background stuff. I'll look up trivia or I'll look up interviews with like actors or directors or writers and see what they say about the movie and try and pick some info out of there that that'll make it more interesting to talk about on the show. So I have a question. Do you do that normally with movies you watch that aren't for on the subject or is that just the process that you do for on the subject? Cause like, Sometimes if I really like something, I will look into the history of like the background of it a little bit more. But usually I, like I said earlier, I just sit there and watch it and enjoy it or not um, without going <laughs> behind the scenes. So are you passionate in the sense that you will always do a little bit of research behind something you've watched? Almost always. Like uh, if, if the movie's interesting in some way, and I'm curious just about like either how they did like a, a camera trick or something like that. Or if I just want to see like where they came up with the idea for the plot, I'll look up interviews and stuff. Or if I just want more, like if, if the movie just wasn't enough for me, like I just want to absorb more, I'll look up like behind the scenes and interview stuff just to, to like elongate that experience. Because <laughs> once it's over, you kind of feel that sense of loss that it's finished. But if there's other, exactly. other stuff to enjoy, yeah. it helps. Like recently I've been rewatching like, blu-ray features from the lord of the rings movies and those are just a ton of fun and it makes me nostalgic (laughs) (laughs) awesome (laughs) so then you guys make a time to record on the subject right yes we yeah we usually try and record on thursday evenings uh if our schedules allow it if not we we can usually do the following day or one of us will sit out and the other two will just do the episodes yeah without yeah which doesn't happen a lot but it happens once in a while yeah but sometimes i like how you bring the other person into the episode if they're not there like you have fun with it too and that's really (laughs) neat (laughs) and it must be a challenge i'm sort of projecting here but in my mind it must be a challenge to align the schedules of three different people yeah it's definitely a challenge uh especially because like logan and Malcolm, they both work a lot and their schedules kind of bounce around sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or my my schedule is I can essentially make it myself, so I'm not that uh, like I'm not that strict. So I, I, I try and be flexible with with their stuff. But yeah, like they're both super busy, so it's it can be uh, difficult, especially when we have a guest on. Mm-hmm. That's like a whole other thing. And then if they're from like a different time zone. It's, <laughs> Yeah, it becomes a task, but we usually pull it off pretty well, I feel like. I think, despite how hard that might be, it is worth it. And I appreciate the effort as one of your guests from a different time zone. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's not easy. And I think you do a great job with that. I've seen just from behind the scenes, which is probably... I've got a bit of an insight into that since we're connected through Geeks Rising and we kind of have a group where we can keep in touch and we keep in touch in general. But you've taken on some organizational things and you've done a great job with the social media for Geeks Rising too, which I really appreciate because I was not good at it. <laughs> but 
You were good at it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so you each have parts to play. Uh, sometimes you host or like do you take turns at hosting the episodes? Yeah, we do like a round robin type hosting where it's just a cycle. And then uh, if we get like a specific guest, whoever booked that guest usually hosts the episode, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's not really like a set rule, <laughs> but I just feel like that's what's been happening lately. Nice. Like uh, Logan, I, I feel like he hosts most of the regular episodes before we started doing the cyclical one, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate because I get super nervous when I host. Aww. But I also do like I do like hosting because it gives me like a reason to look more into the background stuff on the movies, even if it's ones I I dislike. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I think each of us go at it from like a different perspective, which is nice too. Absolutely. You have a great banter with each other as well as the different perspectives you bring on the films that you cover. Yeah, that's one of the best things. Like, I also like that with the three of us, the, the dead air isn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, like when it's two of us, sometimes we'll just... Like, we'll say something, we'll both, like, agree, or we'll disagree, and then we'll just sit there for a second while our brains are, like, processing. <laughs> but then, with the third host, it, uh, it keeps the thing, it keeps the ball rolling. But I think we've all got, like, a, a really good rapport with each other. Absolutely. And I guess that comes from knowing each other really well, because you've had a lot of time that you've had your connection with each other and that helps play on because you can play off of each other and sometimes it's really fast and my brain struggles to keep up <laughs> yeah. like when i join you i'm just like wait <laughs> just listen <laughs> i feel like uh one problem i have is i it's hard to balance like when i want like i'm t- trying to give space for the next person to talk or if i want to interject like i'm not sure if i should wait or if i should just start talking or <laughs> i fully understand that i fully appreciate that i have the same thing one thing that i like about live streams was that i could see the other person so i like the visual cues that you have when you're talking to someone but when you just connect over a voice call it's really hard to know when to jump in i find yeah yeah that's i, I feel like that's been one of the biggest problems with uh doing like the recording from home over like 2020 until now mm-hmm because like because uh, we all used to record either at logan's house or at and gallery yeah and and we could all see each other so we would know when one's like about to, to say something or not like you said and but now it's <laughs> slightly more awkward sometimes especially if like internet problems mm-hmm. happen like there might be just a minute where we don't realize that the, somebody's just completely disconnected, oh. <laughs> which is is weird. Like, like if you think about that in person, like what if one of the people just disappeared for a moment? <laughs> <laughs> so, how have you kind of overcome some of these challenges? Some of the work from home stuff has actually been kind of helpful, especially like with getting uh, guests. Mm-hmm. Like our. The, the last episode you recorded with us also had Ducky, who's from a, a, another country, which, <laughs> which uh, I feel like it would normally be very difficult even. But like, s- since we're used to recording from, from home, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Because uh, we're all used to the programs that we use now for the most part. And I, I, it's hard to say because at first it was a little stressful, especially because my computer 
was having like a ton of problems. My internet was really bad. Uh, it was stressing me out a bunch. Mm-hmm. But then, but then once I got it mostly sorted out, it became a lot smoother than normal. That's good. Just yeah, just like recording from home just makes things makes some of the things a lot easier. Yeah, there's less travel time. That's a big thing. Yeah. If we were meeting up in person. Yeah. You don't have to get dressed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> What have been some of the notable like people in your journey of content creation that have helped you along the way, whether that be with your journey of uh, video film production or screenplay writing or creating episodes of podcasts? Uh, like, I mean, the, the cheesy answer is like everybody at Geeks Rising is like a, a bit fun. You and Banjo are great. And then... Uh, as, as, especially you, because like you'll give feedback. Like we we talk a lot, so yeah. you're available to give feedback a lot of the time, and you're very constructive, which is v- very nice. And uh, also, like if if like I just need to blow off steam, you're, you're fun to talk to. Also, <laughs> and then uh, Bandrew is super helpful too. Like especially with technical stuff that I just can't quite wrap my head around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, I've only talked to Ducky a few times, but he's a lot of fun. He's he's very like high energy about the things he he likes, which I appreciate. Yeah, <laughs> like it was so fun talking to him about the Doom game and the Doom movie because that movie wasn't great, but his enthusiasm about the game really helped it out. <laughs> Absolutely, that held that episode. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Ben he. Oh, he's just, like super knowledgeable. It's it's just like kind of like in awe when I talk to him sometimes because he's so well spoken and everything. Oh, I agree, absolutely. <laughs> he's great. Yeah, and also he's been on uh, our show a couple times for two of like my favorite movies ever, which are Terminator Two and then The Brady Bunch. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, his uh, his taste is is pretty spot on. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, I've as far as the podcast, like guests and stuff. Um, I really enjoyed talking with Charlie Feldman, who yeah. I still chat with once in a while. I ask her like screenwriting advice type stuff. Cool. And yeah, it's not like it's it's like an acquaintance type thing. It's not uh, daily. Yeah. <laughs> but sh- she's like she she responds pr- pretty quickly, and she's very nice, which is nice <laughs> yeah it is yeah and then also um keely bumford uh who's uh, the musician dressage mm-hmm. i keep in contact w- with her quite a bit uh, i helped her out with like some video editing stuff last year and then i'll ask her some things about uh audio production but i, I try not to hassle her with that because it's not like her job but she's very knowledgeable about that stuff too which is nice yeah that was a neat connection to make wasn't it yeah it was she's very cool how did that come about so after i interviewed charlie i asked her if she knew anybody that would be up for an interview and so she she told me to ask maggie levin who was like a director and writer who had a hulu movie coming out but she was busy uh so i uh saw that she was friends with like the person that made the music on that who turned out to be Keely. So I just messaged her on Instagram and she was on board right away. Awesome. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just gotta shoot your shot, I guess. Absolutely. Were you nervous about that? Always. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I haven't even re-listened to the episode because it makes me nervous. Oh. <laughs> I think, though, that's good that you still reached out despite being nervous, because I think a lot of people think, who am I to be asking this person or anyone or whatever? Like, we make ourselves smaller than we are, but you can only ask, and they can either say no, or you might not hear from them, or they'll say yes, you know? Yeah. So. Like, the worst thing is a no, which isn't. It's like, it's fine. It's not going to change anything from beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just not a nice feeling when you get those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's very awesome that you made those connections and sort of went laterally to make that connection there. And likewise, you are a great connection for me because you've been a sounding board, but also just supportive in general. And it's really nice to have someone on your side who... We'll call you out when you're saying silly things that kind of put yourself <laughs> down and help motivate you and, you know, encourage and just check in. And so thank you for being that for me. Oh, glad I can do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> On the note of things that have helped us, what are some of the resources like books or websites or any courses that you've done that have helped you on your content creation journey? The big one that pops in my head, I guess, is it's a podcast called Script Notes. Mm -hmm which is hosted by John August and Craig Mazin, who are both uh, relatively big screenwriters. And they give great advice. And they, they're, uh, John August is the reason I started doing like the writing sprint things, like the 60 minute things. Cool. He, he calls them writing sprints and he'll, he'll post on Twitter that he's going to write and like at the top of the hour, he's going to start one. So that's what originally got me into it. And then I just started doing it on my own without his prompting. <laughs> awesome. That's neat to know that someone else would be doing it at that time. And you're like, Oh, I'll do it too. <laughs> and then Yeah. That's cool. Cause like once you're done, you post like how many words you wrote on there and then other people will do that. Then like you could talk to each other about like what type of stuff you wrote. It's nice. Cool. Where is that? That, that happens. It's called Script Notes. You can find that on any uh, podcast app, like Apple, Spotify, anything like that. You, you can also go to johnaugust.com, and he's got like a backlog of all the episodes. You could pay for the ones that are years older and stuff, because I think he keeps like 100 open at a time or something like that. Uh, okay. And, and where do people post what, how many words they've done? Was that just on Twitter or? Yeah, just on Twitter, uh, on at John August on his page when he does that. Cool. Okay. Yeah. That's neat that the community get together in the like threads or whatever they call them on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And connect with then, each other. Yeah. And also there's like a ha the hashtag for it is writing sprint. Okay. Hashtag yeah. writing sprint. <laughs> neat. Have you ever done a NaNoWriMo? Even though that's like novel writing? No, I've thought about like every year I look into it. Uh, I think about it, but I don't do it for some reason. Which I think is like my biggest problem. Like I'll think about things a lot, but then I just won't actually do it. <laughs> yeah, I have that problem too. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome that that podcast has helped. Is there any other particular websites maybe that you look at when you're doing the research for the episodes? Uh, usually just I'll go through, through the basics like Wikipedia and then IMDb and then Box Office Mojo if we're doing the box office game thing. And Sometimes the people will have their own websites. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it it really varies, like episode to episode. 
and like the best place is like start at Wikipedia and then go through the the links on there to get like the actual interviews and everything. Yeah, down the rabbit hole, yeah. as they say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we mentioned earlier about how things have sort of shifted and it's been a real big challenge. Uh, the last year, twenty twenty was rough. How are yeah. you doing <laughs> in twenty twenty one, and what's helped you get through? Uh, I'm doing relatively okay i guess like i don't have a, a lot to complain about <laughs> like i'm still pretty strict about um uh, quarantine stuff and self-isolating like i'll st- uh, still have to go to the grocery store and everything but i follow mask guidelines and all that still mm-hmm. uh but like it's not that terrible for me because i was i was a hermit already so <laughs> <laughs> like the biggest difference is mask stuff but uh discord i feel like has been like a really big help because mm-hmm. that's that's been able to let me talk to people like like you uh or just like it, a, a lot of people i've never actually like met before face to face and it's also let me be able to play games with, with friends online you usually you have to play in person like card games stuff like that yeah yeah so that's a big help totally and then yeah, and then also, uh, I've been reading a lot more because of it. So I, I downloaded this app called Libby, which lets you connect your library card, and so you can just borrow books for free on there and read them on your phone or your tablet or whatever you have. Awesome. And do you keep track of how many podcasts you listen to? I don't. Like, I've got like a bunch on my list, and then I, I kind of fall behind on a bunch, like. <laughs> 15 to 20 episodes and then I'll like I'll do like a spree during like a month or something <laughs> <laughs> but what about how many films you watch how many films yeah I I keep track of that yeah every time I, I finish a movie I put that on my phone on like this uh this note app that I have and then I also add it to letterboxd oh yeah that's quite a good site that was made by New Zealanders <laughs> <laughs> oh really yeah. I didn't know that <laughs> yeah it's awesome Letterboxd is a pretty fun way of like keeping track of things. Do you do you go into that in any detail, or do you just like what you've watched it? Like, do you review them all there, or do you just add them to the your watched list? Sometimes I'll review them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's either something that I really loved, or something that I absolutely hated, or something that I have a really bad joke for. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll keep them pretty short because, like, I'm not like a like an actual critic i'm just like a fan yeah so, like i i don't write very well so i mm-hmm. like uh like like actual writing like article type stuff <laughs> so i keep that pretty simple uh but yeah like i'd say like maybe a quarter of the movies i've got on there i've got like reviews for of some sort awesome what so this we're recording this in march of 2021 what's your t- tally for the films you've watched so it's I feel like it's pretty low right now compared to last year. Let me check. I think it's around 25. Uh, it is at yeah, exactly 25. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I really fell off last month and like the beginning of this month. Like I just wasn't watching anything, but that's because I started a new job. So I was busy with that. Yeah. Yeah. So now my movie watching is a little more casual, but Usually picks up around the summertime or uh, around October. Also, when I try and watch a bunch of horror movies, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, 
it's like I can't even remember how long ago this started. My friends and I we used to go to a movie marathon where we would go to the earliest showing of a movie at the theater. We pay for a ticket. And we would just movie hop all day and see six or seven movies. <laughs> it, was, it was like physically and emotionally exhausting, but it was so fun. <laughs> like we may or may not drink during it. Oh. Some people may get super drunk at the end of it. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. So so now every once in a while, like if I stay up too late or if I just have a couple days off, I will do my own movie marathon or I'll watch six or seven movies in a row and that kind of catches me up (laughs) awesome that sounds like a lot of fun and possibly may end in trouble (laughs) the the in-person movie marathon one (laughs) but that's really neat do you find i just want to sidestep here but do you know how things are available online like say netflix or whatever you can watch a whole series instead of it coming out weekly what is your thought on that like being able to binge watch something as opposed to having it released weekly do you like that that's the way things go sometimes now or did you prefer it when you had to wait for things series to come out one one week at a time so i guess for, for the most part i do like binging stuff mm-hmm. because when uh netflix first came out with like the where you, you, you watch stuff online i, I binge a few shows like that's actually how i watched firefly (laughs) (laughs) uh, but lately i have been enjoying the weekly thing as long as it's story-based and like the break gives gives you some sort of like cathartic like uh release Mm -hmm. because some things don't benefit from the binge like like if like a character dies at the end of a movie or there's some sort of episode and there's some sort of cliffhanger it's really undercut by just watching the next episode immediately. <laughs> yeah. But, like, for the most part, I do like the binging thing, especially with how people's schedules are nowadays. And, uh, but the, the weekly thing does have its benefits, but I, I still feel like it's a little lesser. <laughs> yeah. I just noticed personally that if things are like weekly, I forget that they're going to come out the next week. Like, I just lives are busy schedules are busy and so i forget that i have to go back and watch it because i don't watch normal tv anymore like i used to where you know fridays were for the episode release or the six Mm -hmm. o'clock news you can watch that whatever time you want now (laughs) like but what i didn't on your theme of some things not benefiting from being watched in advance i also or in a binge i found like things that follow it a normal or uh, a, a timeline like real time like Snowpiercer for example those episodes I found were good to binge watch because it's basically like following them day by day and what they do oh yeah yeah but yeah, whereas ones where there is that kind of break in the timeline that'd be the suited to weekly releases yeah. yeah one other thing I think like the binge release benefits from is you don't have to watch everything in like one go like you you can space it out yourself whereas with the weekly stuff, you can't like binge it if you want to. Unless yeah, you just wait till it's already out. Like, it's, <laughs> sorry for yeah. laughing in the middle of you saying that. It's just that you can space it out if you want to. But I was like, I have no self control. Yeah, same. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> like the only time I'll space out is like if I need to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. 
I'm really glad to hear that you're doing well, uh, all things considered, the things that have happened. And I mean, even getting work and and having that uh, coming out the other side of 2020, because like times are still tough and it's a struggle. So glad to hear that you're doing well. What are you working on at the moment? So currently, like I said, I, I'm working on that script I mentioned before, which is like a uh, fantasy western. <laughs> it's <laughs> It's hard to explain. It's it's kind of like a, a horror fantasy, and uh, I just like the western setting. I guess just from being like born and raised in Tucson, but <laughs> it's, it's also it benefits from the um, like the lack of technology and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm also editing a couple short films for other people. That's exciting. Yeah, which I need to get to work on those again. Actually. <laughs> Are you enjoying that editing for someone else? Sometimes I, I do. Like, it's very case by case. Mm-hmm. Like, there's one thing I'm, I'm working on. It's uh, very structured, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It, then there's this other thing that I'm working on that is um, improv, which is like just absolutely no structure. And I like it's difficult to, to cut. <laughs> That's a challenge. Uh, yeah. And I don't like that. And it, and then I just get sick of hearing the, like all the different jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, yeah, like I said, it's case by case, definitely. But there are some things where, like the stuff for work, I'm editing for somebody else, and I do like it. It's because it's not too intensive, mm-hmm. uh, and but I still am able to add my own flair to it if I want. Nice. Because the boss is pretty cool about that, which I <laughs> appreciate. Yeah. That's always good. <laughs> yeah. And, and then like the bigger thing I'm working on is that sh- short film I mentioned earlier. I I wasn't able to complete it. So I've just been trying to see what I can do with the stuff I do have. Tr- trying to see how creative I can be with that. Awesome. And on that note, if you could, where would you like to make a film? Uh, Location wise. Yeah. So I, my, my two choices. <laughs> one one is New Zealand. Yes. <laughs> that was a whole like, setup. Just, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Just because, like, so many reasons, like, I'd be able to visit you. That's what number Yay. one. <laughs> but also, it's like a gorgeous place, and it would be nice to go super far away from here yeah. for like a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then my second one would probably be somewhere like around Sweden, I guess, because mm-hmm. I just like that area. And I've been trying to teach myself Swedish for the last, like, Six months. <laughs> awesome. Good job. That's preparation. <laughs> yeah. And I also like that it's relatively small. Cool. <laughs> you mentioned that you've got Libby and that's an app for connecting on a library card to read. What are some of the things you've been reading lately? So I'm currently reading Annihilation. Uh, but before that, I read The Three Body Problem. And before that, I read In Different Stars Above, which was very good, but very sad. Mm-hmm. Before that, I read a bunch of Star Wars books. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get more into sci-fi right now, which is why I'm doing Annihilation and th- Three-Body Problem. The The movie is based on the book, and it's like a, it's a trilogy of oh, books, right. and I'm on the first one. Yeah. Okay. So is the film just the first book? Yeah, yeah. It's pr- pretty different so far, too, because like, I only just started the book, so I don't, I'm not too far into it. Yeah. But yeah, it's different <laughs> okay it's still like the same basic plot but it's it's hard to explain yeah that was such an interesting film to watch not having i didn't even know about the book to be honest 
<laughs> but yeah, interesting to watch. So that's always interesting how they translate books to films, whether they follow it or they take creative license and create almost a totally different story. Yeah, it is. It's 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 funny. Like uh, on our show, like we've been wanting to talk about adaptations in general, which we haven't gone to that yet. But I think uh, adaptations are interesting to talk about because there are things that you just can't adapt, and you so you have to add your own stuff to it. And then if you do just like a shot for shot, like page by page adaptation, it's kind of pointless. You're like, why was this? made <laughs> if there's no like cr- creative flair added to it yeah i think that there's something in that though because some people like visualizing what they've read and people get pretty visual when they're reading because you have to imagine it in your head anyway no, 100%. and then that's tricky when people don't their expectations aren't met in a film because it doesn't look like how they thought it would look like <laughs> in their yeah. head. but then there are things like i would love i'm looking forward to this series because I have thoughts on it, like one particular book, The Notebook, is terrible as a book, in my opinion, but way better as a film. <laughs> they did a much better <laughs> job of realigning the story in the film than they did in the book. And yeah. <laughs> my favorite author is Matthew Wiley, and if his books were films, I mean, they would have to be fairly expensive because he's got a lot of action scenes and activity that would cost a lot to produce. But I would so be there to watch it because it would be fast-paced and just... That's why I enjoy reading those books. Yeah, like one of my f- favorite books is called To the White Sea. And it's it's been like talked about being made into a, a movie for the last like 30 years now, oh, I, wow. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And what it's all, often described as being unfilmable because a lot of it is just internal monologues from this guy. Because it's just it's about this pilot or um, a gunner from a... a a plane in world war two who lands in uh, Japan after a crash. And he just basically essentially has to walk across the country. It's lots of internal dialogue, <laughs> which is always difficult to do without just straight up doing like a voiceover. Yeah. That's tricky. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I'm curious about with the Dune movie that's coming out. So that's a big part of the book too. That's also one of the, the complaints people had about the, David Lynch version of the movie. Curious to see how that tur- turns out. It's going to be so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hanging out for that one. I watched the series <laughs> they did on June, and wow. But those books are hard to get through, too. Sometimes. Yeah, they are. I mean, it's like Lord of the Rings is kind of hard going. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it, it worked out all right in film, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's just, that's a very broad summary. <laughs> it, yeah, it's Lord of the Rings there's like so much missing from the books, but I still think it's one of the best like adaptations. Yeah. <laughs> it was impressive what they did. I mean, we would have been there for more than hours, like three hours. If, yeah. If they had tried to do more. <laughs> <laughs> just to kind of tie this all up in our geeks rising group. One thing I love about the community is not just having each other to be supportive of the others, but Logan's done a pretty good job of creating question prompts to help keep us connected and kind of, think outside the square on different things so i don't know if he asked the specific question but what movie or song would best describe you or represents your life oh that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> so i'm trying to think, think of ones that uh aren't just my favorites like ones that actually resonate <laughs> yeah it's not easy <laughs> it's not uh, i don't know <laughs> so 
my answer off the top of my head, I guess, is Homeward Bound by uh, Simon and Garfunkel. But that's partly because it's in like one of the best episodes of TV ever from my favorite show ever. <laughs> so it's definitely influencing it. I kind of, but it's like a kind of, it's like a sad song, but I like, it. it's like about the things that you miss in life and stuff and the things you, you need. Aww. <laughs> That's what I'd go with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where are people able to find and listen to on the subject? You can find us uh, at on the subject on Instagram. You can find us at on the subject one on Twitter you could find us on Geeks Rising, of course. You could find our Patreon. Just search for On the Subject. We're uh, still working out some bugs with that, but it's pretty fun so far. We've got some bonus content on there, which is enjoyable. Some of it's Marvel cinematic related. Other stuff is just conversations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's where you can find our On the Subject stuff. And where can people find you, Zach? Find me at Boss Ross Jackson. Is that underscores? between each word on pretty much anything (laughs) awesome thanks for joining me zach thanks for inviting me i've had a ton of fun it's always fun to talk to you (laughs) ah likewise (laughs) look forward to talking to you again soon yeah for sure okay bye bye thank you zach for sharing your time with me to have this conversation and thank you listener for listening and sharing your feedback we would love to hear from you If you have a connection with Zach or you find one after listening, please share them with us. And if there's someone you know who might benefit from discovering more about Zach, we would love for you to share it with them too. All of the details of this episode can be found at justheathers.com slash guests. Until next time.